Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It's almost 4 p.m. out here in uh, Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Just leaving a Planet Fitness for workout two of the day. <clears throat> Gotta be great if I could do two workouts every day. That would honestly please the hell out of me. really would. Why? Because it makes me feel happy and capable. I just went in there, I did my 5,000 meter um, row. Something's up with it because I keep missing my 25 minutes. I can't do it. I can't can't make it in 25 minutes. I was about 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds behind my pace, and I was fucking moving, man, so I wonder what it is, maybe it's that, the intensity level, I put it on five, maybe it needs to be on seven or ten, so that I can get more resistance out of it, is that what it does, I mean, what makes you go faster, it would seem to me that Turning the uh, intensity down would allow me to do more repetitions, therefore give me the impression that I was going further. Yet, if I crank that intensity up, does that not make me, you know, that resistance, pulling against that resistance, would that make me go further? I don't know, but something's up, and it's not me, because I'm fucking moving. My same pace, even maybe more so. I did it in 23 and a half minutes not too long ago. And I'm not, my, I'm sensing that my, my physical pace, my effort is more than had been previously. So maybe it's just a difference between machines. I should be able to make that mark though. I will investigate. <clears throat> anyway, it's a good workout, so it really doesn't matter to me. You get a little digital smiley face or a frown if you if you make your mark or you don't. So, um, interesting. Anyway, like I said, good workout in. If I get two workouts in a day, I'd fucking be so joyous. Because it would be just... Just my own thing, man. Just, Just a lot of focus on myself. And you know how it goes. Quite often we are so busy running around and working and driving everybody here and there and shopping and all the little things that we all do. It takes away from our focus, you know, our little self-care. So anyway, if on the weekends I can get a couple good workouts in, get in there, do some cardio, do some rowing, get a good pump going, that's what I'm going to do. So I did, man. I just knocked out some 5,000 meter row kettlebells um, did some stretching I felt great I saw an old friend one of my patients who we were really really tight and I haven't seen her for a while for years in fact I think what happened was I mean it could be who the fuck knows but 
I seem to remember she suffered from migraines quite a bit. And I was helping her quite a bit. I think she got a divorce. She was like... maybe in her late 40s at that time. So, maybe that shook her world, I don't know. She didn't want to be around other people, or maybe I'm an I don't know what it is, could be me. You always gotta be open to the possibility of, your, of you being the problem, so maybe it's me. Um, so I'm at Planet Fitness, and I'm doing my row and I'm watching the news and of course CNN and Fox News right side by side both for once pretty much blasting out the same news which is that the Russians are like 15 miles outside of Kiev 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 whatever and they abducted a mayor of some town, and they're blasting these coastal ports, the names of which we probably can't even pronounce, right? And then adjacent those newscasts, I see, you know, just everything. You got one channel, it's just all, it's like a Planet Fitness channel, they show you all... Uh, music, but extreme sports. So you got mountain bike, downhill mountain bikers, and you got people doing kite surfing and all kinds of cool, radical uh, outdoor activities. It's pretty neat, pretty interesting, inspiring. Well, there's that going on, and you see all these people just on the on their various machines, and then there's commercials over here, and then. There's a bunch of people cheering and smiling and at a March Madness basketball game. And there's some channel that's covering the you know, professional sports and various drafts. Hertz is not going to be uh, our Philadelphia's quarterback after all. You know, you get all these different these different news. It's it always intrigued me how you could have the most terrible things happening in the world, and we're, we're reporting on them, and then simultaneously, all this like, I mean, we got a little winter storm here. It's no joke, but it's not a big fucking deal. You know, somewhere the world across. There are people that can't take refuge. They don't have heat. They haven't had water. They don't have medications. Their fucking buildings are getting blown up by artillery. It just does not seem right. It's a smaller example of this is like, let's say you know somebody. Like I had, I had a friend reach out to me today. And uh, share with me that her child tried to commit suicide. And 
And so caring for other human beings it's a little bit more difficult for me to go out and have a great time today or just like, okay, I'm going to the gym now or, okay, what are we doing now? Let's make bread. You know, I make my little loaves of bread I make every weekend. You get, like, life goes on, but it's, it's tough. It's tough when you're watching these, this shit on the news and you're thinking, man, there's people that, you know, a couple weeks ago they were going to their jobs they were hoping that this somebody was going to come in and save the day namely the, the West and this country that we were close to accepting, probably should have accepted into our little in-group, NATO we have to watch them get decimated and two million people flee the capital and all these other little cities get blown up we have to watch that on TV as we have our lunch today and plan our evening whatever you know isn't that crazy that this is what we're, we're doing while they're doing that they're dying and suffering and becoming refugees and we are you know coming home from the gym with endorphins circulating through my system, feeling so good. I took a nap earlier today. Family's home, safe and sound, playing with Bogey. And a world away, not even, I mean, it's a very small earth that we have. We've got some terrible shit that's happening. It bothers me. Stand by. Shut the fuck up. So those comparisons always get you, man. I don't know. I wonder if you guys feel the same way. You ever notice some of the stuff? I hate to see anybody suffering, you know? while we're snuggling up. Belly aching about. A little fucking rain. A little snow. This is exactly what I was talking about. When earlier in the week, and I probably addressed this already in a previous podcast, when earlier in the week... posted that meme about the Ukrainian fucking, the Ukrainian cartoon, the buildings dilapidated, fucking blown up to smithereens, while we're complaining about gas prices. That shit hasn't gone away, by the way, either. I had a couple people had a guy, my, my grumpy old man friend, he comes in on uh, Friday, and he says, what do you think is going on? You know, gas prices, 
he suspects that this is Biden. The reason why the gas prices are up is because of Joe Biden. That it wasn't just Ukraine and Vladimir Putin uh, invading his neighbor. It was Joe Biden. Joe Biden should have done something differently. And if this was Trump in the White House, what would have happened? Well, we don't know. You know, I just saw a news article. I didn't listen to it or read it, but it said something to the effect of, you know, it's a good, it's an important question to ask. Would Putin have done this if Trump was in the White House? I don't know. It seems to me like he was cozied up to him big time. You know? He was always kissing Putin's ass and talking about how much of a genius he is and, you know, he's really smart. Like, he stroked him, you know? Wanted to talk about removing us from NATO, removing Ukraine from NATO, removing the United States potentially from NATO. Therefore, we couldn't come to the aid of our fellow NATO member, drawing back our forces in that area. You know, world relations is obviously very complex. About as complex as infectious disease. And, you know, there's a bunch of memes out there now. Hold on. Stand by. We've got all the uh, previous infectious disease experts are now world relations, international relations experts. And it's true. And I told this guy, I said, listen, man, I don't know. This works gas price. So I, I don't know much about energy. I, I know about it. And he goes, I mean, neither. What the fuck are we talking about? Like, we know about it. When there's, a, Whenever there's a lack of consumer confidence, whenever there's instability in the world, people worry. Right? It's like everybody, you know, buying up all the Lysol wipes and shit paper. You know, going out and getting in the storms, going out and getting milk and eggs getting stabilized because we are scared. We don't know when we're going to be able to get out there again and pick these items up. We don't know. We, we, we go into like survival mode. So whatever. I mean, this guy are on good terms, but he's always talking about how Joe Biden shoulda, coulda, woulda, Biden this, Biden that. Well, you know, do you want him to go in? Do you want us to, to fly over there create a no-fly zone and enter World War III. I would love to help these folks who are fighting and dying and suffering and becoming refugees. I would love to do that. You know, there's many Americans, apparently, who have decided that they're going to pick up arms and head on over to join the war effort, whatever. There's other countries in that area, Poland, etc., who are concerned Lithuania that are concerned that Russia might attack them next. Who fucking knows, man? Who knows what's going to happen next? And when people, as stated previously about the COVID cooties, when people are confused, when they're stressed and confused, they make poor decisions. And for lack of any concrete evidence or solution as to what to do, They just grab the first thing that sounds good. 
So it must be Joe Biden. How is this fucking Joe Biden's problem? I mean, it is because he's the president of the free world. You know, we're a very powerful nation and he has a lot of experience and a lot of influence on on the rest of the world leaders. And it seems to me like he has rallied world leaders. And, and fortunately, there's not like a lot of opposition. Most people think that this is terrible what is happening. But when people are scared, they do stupid shit. They don't think right. And so somehow this, we're going to blame Joe Biden. Now, I'm not fucking all those scobbing on fucking Joe Biden's knob. I don't, like most people, I don't care for most politicians. I have to say, though, I feel like Joe Biden, he comes across as a compassionate human being. He comes across in his responses as measured. He's not antagonistic. He doesn't hate everyone that he disagrees with politically. Does that mean he's a, he's a softy, he's a pushover, and that Putin took took the opportunity that now that Biden's in that he, you know, because he's not a tough guy. So would Biden is Biden weak compared to Trump on Putin? I don't think so. I think that fucking Trump was all over Laddie's dick. In fact, he just said a couple weeks ago that, oh, he's really smart, he's really genius, you know, like this is what I would do, sort of thing. Told Putin, Putin, he says, yeah, I like that you can just arrest whoever you want. Probably make the people go away, too. Probably, like, enjoy that aspect of it. So, I think it's good we don't have Trump in the White House right now. It's always a possibility that he gets reelected depending upon, upon how all this goes, right? Because, uh, as I believe, the times make the politician, right? So you can respond in a favorable way to a stressful situation, rise to the challenge, then you're the toast of the town, everybody loves you. If it doesn't go your way, you know, whether we, if we flew in there and bombed the shit out of Russia and gave Ukraine back the reins of their country, prevented them from being overrun, we would be heroes. And we'd also be villains in the eyes of some. So, very convenient that people are always going to judge and always going to have an opinion on these things. Fucking terrible. It's got to be absolutely terrible to be a politician. I don't care who you are. Because you're never going to fucking please anybody. So I don't envy any of these people the decisions that they have to make. transition to this train of thought. I've said, I've made mention on many occasions about um, how, you know, I specialized in being a tough guy for so long. Like, I always wanted to be big and strong like my dad. I always wanted to be, you know, have muscles popping out and I didn't want anybody to be able to beat me up. I was bullied as a kid, just like everyone was. And, you know, I was made fun of and, you know, it's, human beings, we're like, we're a fucking animal, you know, we're, we're terrible to each other sometimes, we're very cruel. And so, I didn't want anybody to have an opportunity to be cruel to me, I wanted there to be consequences, even if there weren't any, because secretly I'm this nice guy, 
I wanted to be just to, to, to be apparently strong and capable of thwarting any enemy. I wanted to be sharp as attack, smart, strong, and capable. And so I spent a lot of time working on myself. I attained all those things, okay? I'm not the consummate alpha male, but I'm nobody you want to fuck with. Nobody you want to, you know, I, 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 I try to be well considered. You hear me on these podcasts. I'm not some asshole calling everybody names. I give credit where credit is due. I try to have a balanced point of view. And I care. I don't want to focus on the negative or anything like that, even though there's so much of it in this world. It's always the current event, right? So I sought to be a big, tough, strong, smart guy. And I did all those things. And I am that guy. But I often say that, you know, a good accompaniment to that is to be kind and compassionate. People don't expect it coming from somebody who's always consumed with their male dominance, being an alpha male, being better and stronger. I was never, never wanted to be better than everybody. I just wanted to be able to not be a target for people. So, I joined the Marines, worked my freaking body, did all this martial arts, fired all these weapons, kicked a little bit of ass, and I realized that I didn't really want to be, yeah, I know 40 and 50 and 60 year old men who are still trying to project like that, I, I'm not one to project, even though I just worked out a bunch of people in a field when it was snowing this morning and bellowed at them for an hour in the storm. Um, so I talk about how the balance between hard and soft. Once you harden yourself, hopefully you keep a little kernel of, of kindness, of compassion within. Because otherwise, it's just it's an imbalance. It looks like shit. small idea. So I like to help people. But during times like these, you know, when you see people across the world getting, you know, fucking blown up, they don't have the basic necessities of life, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for dinner over here, what restaurant we're going to call up and have them deliver to us. It just fucking... God, it's crazy to see that. It just makes me want to help, you know? It also puts me back into the the mode of uh, protector, tough guy. You know, who's going to stand up for what's right? Because part of my reason, my reasoning, as I said, for getting out of the Marines, when I had a good career in the making... Um, It's because I, 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 I thought it was a small idea just to be a pawn on a chessboard and to be ordered around to go do whatever, you know? 
on some mission where it's not you're not really thinking. You're just going out there and destroying. Potentially, you know, and there were some wars that were justified and conflicts we've been involved with that were justified and I would have been proud to represent the home team in contributing to their success. I also could have died. And I also could have done some things that I couldn't stomach. And so I'm glad I stepped away. But then shit like this happens and I it's like it makes you feel your mortality. It makes you empathize and just say, like, you know what? That could be me. That could be my family. That could be our cities. Tanks rolling down the streets and you know, smoke billowing up from the rooftops and no water, no internet, no cable TV, no Netflix. And it pushes you back into that bread and milk uh, posture. I mean, I ordered fucking hundreds of rounds of ammo today. I've been meaning to because I like to periodically go do target practice. I am a responsible gun owner, but I don't fucking wave it around like my Peter. I have a few firearms. I like to stay competent with them. I like their mechanisms. I like the, you know, that we have the right to keep and bear arms. And I'll say that there's a lot of folks who think that guns should be, should be, um, shouldn't be as many of them circulating society. I've felt that way. I've often felt that uh, it's not that they that the, the quantity, quantity is obscene as well, but it's just that people we gamified it. Like We'll play Call of Duty and you know, because they've got a cool semi-automatic assault weapon on there, they'll people will buy that. And they just it's, it's like an accessory. So this is what my hobby is. I like to go to the range and shoot. It's completely to your right. Do what you want with it. I'm just saying there's a lot of really weak motherfuckers out there that have no training and no perspective and no balance, no bearing. It's usually guys that want to be like, feel like they need to carry. But it's times like this when you see other countries, democratic countries in the making that get invaded and you see that wow it really still is a terrible world out there potentially and we can never assume completely that this sort of thing won't come to our shores that we won't have whatever I mean not too long ago it looked like a civil war who knows People hate us. They hate us and they love us. They hate us for all we have. They hate us for our, our, our boot print all over the world. They hate us because we're an economic force. They hate us because, you know, we're kind of just spoiled and fat. And I've said the other day, I feel like we're just consumers, man. We just, we just buy shit. 
and we just lay around. So that's why I like to do things. Part of the reason why I like to do the boot camps and get outside and hike and shoot and fish and do all that stuff because it keeps your connection with that animal inside. You know that 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 you need to. There's a reason why people become preppers or that they have, you know, dried food and spackle pails in their basement or they want to grow their own food because they're not sure that that supermarket or that garden center or that store-bought, that restaurant is going to be around forever. You know, we saw some uncertainty big time in the pandemic and can you feel it now? Can you watch the news and read the articles and imagine, holy shit, this is happening over in Europe, man. This could spread beyond Ukraine. Terrible what's happening in Ukraine. It could, he's invading his own people. This could spread beyond Ukraine. go into those countries that I mentioned before. China and Russia could tag team and do this all over that that region. Could threaten us big time. And who knows when the peace is going to come. After something, some dastardly deed like this, who knows when peace is going to return. You know what I'm saying? It's like we haven't had a war on this scale in the world for a very long time. Whoever cracks that fucking can open again, whoever starts that torch back up, you know, you're, you're, you're igniting an ember, and who knows if that fire is going to be able to be contained. So it's a difference between peacetime and wartime mindset. Makes you feel like, wow, maybe I'm not going to be able to get fucking Wawa Hoagie. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe my favorite restaurant. You know, how how dare I go belly up to the bar and you know eat, go out for fine dining when I've got people that we're connected with. We're connected with. You don't have to be related to these people. You just have to feel be able to feel a little bit of what they're going through and imagine the, how this is impacting them. Here we're complaining about our kids having to wear masks and or don't or not wearing masks or you know vaccines. Fuck motherfuckers. There's parts of the world that don't even have access to vaccines. They'd love to have the problem of whether or not they should take it or not. I read today it was like 13 million people died of fucking COVID cooties worldwide. That's probably conservative, right? So, hate to be a bummer, but I got to tell you, you know, this is this is another reason why it's important to stay sharp, stay strong, stay flexible of body and mind. You know. Be good to people. Make sure that you don't um, do anything stupid. 
to sacrifice the peace in your sphere and your family and your community. In my conversation the other day, relative that whole cartoon, that what I was getting at, right, is that you need to be able to to empathize, to feel, to imagine your life being affected in the very way other lives are affected the world across. And people don't fucking, Americans especially, I, I feel a lot of times, I do feel ashamed because I feel like we're so wrapped up in our good time that we wouldn't know hardship if it fucking flew up our anus. That's why I said, they've got a war, we've got high gas prices. And in closing, I'll say, the war is significantly increasing the price of gas. It's going to increase it. the uncertainty in this world. It's going to drive up the prices of staple items. And who knows when peace is going to come to that part of the world again. You suspect that it's going to be in our lifetime? They have a ceasefire. You think that that's going to... That's going to last? It hasn't so far. Putin takes Kiev. Is that going to last? No, he'll leave at some point, And then the Ukrainians will rebuild. And then they'll take pot shots. And sniper fucking will take out the leadership that Putin puts in place. And Kiev or Ukraine will rebuild. And this will happen again. You know? Because of this ridiculous action on the behalf of the Russians, their partners over there, their neighbors, don't want to fucking work with them. Big businesses don't want to work with them. They're taking their forces out of there. Even gas companies are notoriously callous and operating just on their bottom line. They're like, I'm not, you know, Shell... Exxon, ConocoPhillips, they're not, they, they don't want to have anything to do with them right now. Of course, that'll, they'll be the first ones to jump back in once things calm down. But as a lot of people are going to remember this forever. And Putin's people, they're going to be reminded of this forever. And they should be, just like America should be reminded of some of the dumb shit that we've done. We haven't always kept the peace. We feel like we are. But, you know, the invasion of Iraq, right? The weapons of mass destruction that ultimately didn't exist and all that stuff. We're some crooked motherfuckers, too. Less so, I believe. I'd like to believe. Because I would never want to be part of, of anything like this. You imagine if this was the United States that was attacking their neighbor, attacking Canada or Mexico. or We don't want any fucking trouble, man. I love Canadians. They're good folks. They're peace-loving people. Mexicans, we got all these problems with Mexicans because of the immigration and all that stuff. Now look, you're going to have a shitload of Ukrainians coming in. Now everybody's going to be uh, bellyaching about the Ukrainians about how they, they're fucking whatever. They're little quirks. 
as these people settle into our societies and we have to try to find space for them. Just like this, millions of people will be jettisoned from their, their own societies that they'd rather be at and they're going to wind up spilling over into these other democratic European countries. And many of them are going to wind up here. They want to come here. Bad guys also don't like that, that everybody wants to come here to enjoy the freedoms of the United States. Because, and also, especially, look, our, look at our fucking complaining asses over the past several years. It's another point I was trying to make with that cartoon. God, we will fucking complain about anything. We bicker about any goddamn thing. And here we are in front of the world, you know, complaining about wearing masks, complaining about taking fucking vaccines, complaining about all the, I mean, it, it, this disrupted our life, our world. It definitely changed a lot, and people were unhappy about it. I was too, but God, here we are complaining about all this shit, and they saw, they definitely saw how weak we are. You know, we're the only ones that have vaccines. There's parts of the world that don't, anyway. Medications haven't even close to filtered out there. And we're arguing about it, complaining about it. The new, brand new shit that exists out there. State-of-the-art, newest vaccine that's going to save all of our lives. That can, that did, in many cases. We'll complain about that. They don't have the luxury to complain about it. So they say that we are spoiled motherfuckers and we better harden up real quick. Because no saying it's, it doesn't come to our shores that we don't have some sort of shit like this going on. And because we're weak, we're ripe for the picking. So you better get fucking hard. Better start training. You better start fucking studying. Better start cooperating with your neighbors and loving each other. Because we need to protect what's ours. We need to protect all the good, safeguard all the good stuff that we have here. The mom and apple pie and all of our traditions and all of our, you know, the wealth that we've accumulated and the education, all the things that we, we have so much of but we complain about. We need to protect that because it can be lost some way. It could be a virus, it could be a war, it could be complacency, and then we'll be fucked. So another reason, get your fat fucking ass off the couch, all right, and look on the bright side of life, get gritty and fight for what's yours, literally and figuratively.